told Marie I'd meet her at a truck stop in Chicago Where bombs and bookies and whores and families and officers of the law go Food's great, you never have to wait At the truck stop in Chicago Right across the street from a barber shop that Al Capone Riddle discreet, nobody knew Except the folks who worked at the truck stop in Chicago They never said a word They make a hell of an omelet And haven't you heard The girl of my dreams is waiting for me At the truck stop in Chicago Been there since the 20s Right next door to the clothing store They used to call Lenny It's the PKJ show. I'm yeah, Paul. Ah, <laughs> I thought I had this thing set. You never do. I know. <laughs> it's a nice icebreaker, though, me fucking up like, yeah, within the first like, point five so. seconds of the show. Everybody expects it now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was the beginning of a brown phone call. It's Saturday night, and we're spending our Saturday night yeah. recording the show. Because we, we were feel, so cool and we happening. Feel, we feel totally awesome because today we did that interview with Rachel Kramer Bustle. Yeah. And she seemed to, you know, have a good time and we she hope you enjoyed really that show. really cute and really hot. Right. So this is the show that we're going to release on Wednesday or Thursday night. Yep. And we've got a very special surprise for you today. Mm, I it's love a, surprises. It's a blind taste test. Jeanette will try to determine if, like they said on, on the media today, uh, that premium vodka is really no better than any other kind of vodka. Right. And no one would be able to tell the difference. It's all the advertising. Yes. So we'll get to that a little later. First, we have some other things to talk about, right? Uh-huh. And we're going to do some brown phone calls. Yep. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> all right. Let me start by talking about PodTrack. We have, I mean, I'll just tell you the number. We have like 160. We're going for 200 surveys. Uh-huh. If 40 of you guys do that. You know, between this time and the next show, then we will never have to say the name Podtrack again. And so, just help us get it done so we can shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, you know how we are about the <laughs> podcast alley votes. We like the fact that the votes promote the show without us having to do anything, and it's really great that you guys vote for us, and we're very appreciative of it. But at the same time, we don't like to like make our show all about this like bullshit. Huh. You yes. Know? So, 
let's uh, end the bullshit. <laughs> and get on to... And continue. The matter of the show. Oh, yeah, the matter of the show. Well, do you want to do this? I want to do this sooner than later because... The vodka? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm afraid it's evaporating. Yeah, that's why I want to hurry up and do it. Okay, so how do you think we should structure it? You just... You're the one who designed the test. Yeah, and I have my little key here. Jeanette has five glasses, each with a different kind of vodka. She went out and spent about $70 on vodka today. Yes. And she did that very willingly. I did not have to urge her much at all. Well, you know, I pride myself... For being kind of a connoisseur of vodka. Vodka is one of my favorite uh, liquors. And I've always said that even though vodka is meant to be colorless and odorless, that you can tell a difference between bottom shelf and top shelf vodka. Yeah, and basically what happened was like you came in today. I was still sleeping. I slept until like two basically. Mm-hmm. But when, when I heard you come in, I was still laying in bed listening to podcasts and stuff. Yeah. This is just a little clip of it, but I played part of the show for Jeanette because the speakers are going downstairs, too. Uh-huh. And so she came upstairs and was talking about it instantly, and that's how this, this whole thing came about. So here's a little piece of the On The Media. You can find them at onthemedia.org. It's an awesome show. It comes out weekly on Friday nights. Roll it. Here's the clip. And I, my understanding is it wasn't even all that popular in country of Sweden, as it says on the label. No, actually, it was a product that had been around Sweden for over 100 years, but they're talking about absolute vodka, and the basic thing is that the absolute vodka ad campaign it was one of the best ad campaigns known to man. Yeah, I it's think it's like, ranked like seven of, in the top ten best ad campaigns ever. You know, well, specifically print. Yeah, yeah, but the best because it was only campaign. in magazines. Yeah, and like absolute is giving up their print ad campaign and going over to television, so that's why it's a story. But right. here's some more. But they weren't doing enough business to merit its continuation, so they really had a pump up the export and the United States being a rich country and a country with a lot of vodka drinkers seemed like a great place to go. By law, vodka has to be tasteless, colorless, and odorless. I mean, vodka is pretty much vodka, right? So as an advertiser, how do you define absolute as something that's different? Is is it the cool factor of these cultural associations? I think people, first of all, become convinced that the vodka tastes different. Grey Goose has become a very successful brand on a taste platform. Can I identify one vodka or another after a blind taste test? Not at all. Joran Lundquist, who was the president of Absolute, had a great line. He said, people are drinking the ads as much as they're drinking the vodka. Mm -hmm. That is true. I think Absolute tasted better because of the advertising. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there you go. I want to go into the saying that I don't believe, I want to be clear here, I don't believe that there's a difference between middle-of-the-road vodkas. So, Absolute, Smirnoff, Stolies. Smirnoff. Smirnoff. <laughs> Smirnoff. Whatever. That's right. Stolies. Smirnoff, interestingly, I think is... Oh, my is, God. What? Stolies. I, I know a little fact. And Grey Goose. Okay. I don't believe that the middle of the road vodkas, there is a big difference between them. I think that it's mostly your preference. Because honestly, I don't really like Absolute that much. It's not my favorite. You're calling Grey Goose and all these vodkas that you were just mentioning middle of the road vodkas? Yes. I would consider them top shelf. Well, again, that's marketing. Okay, but you're saying Belvedere is truly top shelf. What I'm saying is that I'm sure there are vodkas 
Belvedere being the one that we know here in the United States, I'm sure there are other brands that we don't know, like in Russia, that are much better, you know? Okay. But um, I think that the difference really is your very top shelf, your top, top shelf vodkas, like Chopin and Belvedere, that you can really tell the difference there than, you know, fucking Popov or like, what's okay. the one, other one that you have? Uh, yeah, today actually our control substance of choice is Kamchatka vodka. Kamchatka. And it cost me, uh, these are all from 750 milliliter, I don't know what you call those things. The, the smallest bottles. Yeah, the smallest bottles you can get at the liquor store. Um, they're not the smallest bottles. You can buy those little like airplane bottles. A step up from the airplane bottle, but not a full bottle. Yeah, but it was six ninety five. You know, compared to how much did they cost on average for well, the others? Well, um, the Belvedere and the Grey Goose cost almost twenty dollars. Okay, that so was you like get the idea. Si- Sixteen, and then the Stolies was like nine fifty. Right. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I th- you know Stolies seems to have come down. Yeah, it has, and you know Stolies is a good. Um, I think a really good tasting vodka. I prefer it. Um, I prefer Stolies from Absolute, and uh, and I think it's a good price. Well, we'll, vodka. Fi- we'll find out whether, we'll find whether out. you actually prefer it or you yes. prefer the marketing. Yes, and we'll also uh, say that none of these vodkas are flavored. These are all the uh, you know straight kinds yeah, of vodkas. Yeah, none of this fucking citron or like yeah. raspberry shit. No, okay. this is all straight. Vodka. So once again, we have five vodkas for Jeanette to choose from. I'm going to queue up some music here for her drinking music. This is very exciting. <laughs> Turn this down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I love Okay, this. Jeanette, why don't you um, just blindly pick from one of the five different glasses. Okay. And I'll tell you the vodkas that we have right now is Grey Goose, Absolute, Kamchatka, Belvedere and Stoli in absolutely no order. And why don't you pick one and tell me what you think, Jeanette? Okay. She sniffs. And she sniffs a second one. Why don't you just take one and... and mm. Okay, she's sniffing this one. This one is definitely stronger. Smelling. Okay. And take a nice big sip. I don't think that was a big enough sip. Stay with that one for a little while. Wow. <laughs> I just have water to wash this down. Okay. The water being a good kind of cleansing. cleansing. my palate. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and she, okay. she takes a second sip. Why don't you take a second sip? I want you to okay. get drunk at the end of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> one. Okay, and in case you're interested at home, um, she has 1.5 ounce Whoa. containers of each, and she's not even coming close to taking a big shot. She's just kind of sipping. That's because I want I want to savor the flavor. Okay, and what do you think of that one? That you, that you have? It's all right. Okay, it's all right. I can't really say. I've got to I got to tell you once I taste them all, then I can compare. Yeah, okay. It's a comparison. Okay, so leave that one up. That one you called all right. Okay, this one's all right. All right. Now this one, mm-hmm. when I smelled it, uh-huh. it's truly odorless, okay. which is what it's supposed to be. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not getting anything off of this. Okay, take a sip then. Don't hurry me up. That's <laughs> all right. Oh, that's. Now that's potent. Here, give me a little sip of that one. But it goes down easy. (laughs) 
that one goes down easy. There's not a really bitter taste. It's much okay. more smooth. And I had a little sip of that one too, and I agree that it goes down easy. I, I really like that one. I'd give this. This was definitely better. Okay, and I'm writing goes down easy for that one. Goes down easy, truly odorless. Okay, all right. And then, okay, and I'll refer to my key here for which one that one is. Engine that smells it. She takes a second sniff. This one is very close to odorless. Okay. Very close to odorless. My belly's all warm. <laughs> okay, vodka number three. This uh, music, if you're curious, is original. It also goes down easy, but not quite as easy as the, the, the last one. one. Okay, so number three but is... But definitely better than the also, first one. It's also but, goes down easy, but not as good as number two. Mm-mm. Not as good as number two. Definitely better than number one. And almost odorless. Very close to odorless. Okay. Okay. All right. So I've got that that stuff all locked in and scientifically recorded here. And Jeanette's <laughs> onto her second class of bottled water. Now she's going for an Aquafina before she was taking a Nestle draft. And what just is the word draft? I only see that in print. Draft. Draught. I don't know. But... I do want to say that the Aquafina is definitely better than the Nestle. Yeah, but we're not doing life. that. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> and you got to take a bigger drink. You're not taking a big enough oh drink. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to do this. You don't want me to puke, do you? No, you won't puke. Okay. And initial impressions after a sniff. She's taking a sniff. This is um I can smell I can smell a little bit more off of this one. Okay. But still, smell is very minor. Okay, minor smell. Yeah, the first one is by far the smelliest one thus far. Okay, and I've got that other comment recorded, so we'll we'll tell you how how this stuff plays out. Okay. Oh, that one's kind of rough. A little bit of a grimace, kind of (laughs) rough. Okay, and I wouldn't say it's as bad as the first one, but okay, I would put this in second place. Second place for the worst. For the worst. Okay, second place for the worst. Writing it down as we speak. Yeah, that's got kind of a foul taste. Okay, all right. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, am I going to be shocked by the results? I'm not going to tell you anything because I'll screw up the um, screw up the scientific scientific nature of this experiment. Okay, and finally we have what's noted as the small shot glass. So this is a 1.5 ounce shot glass, almost exactly. If you ever see a small shot glass, just know that it's about 1.5 ounces exactly. Jeanette sniffs, and she this is she almost puts, almost odorless. She also thinks that this is odorless. Pretty much. Okay. It's pretty much odorless. It's being recorded by me on my trusty piece of paper. Oh, God. I'm going puke. I've <laughs> <laughs> never had this much vodka in my belly at Don't one worry, time. Don't worry, after you finish this one, you'll be done. 
Whew. Come on. I love when Jeanette um, drinks a lot because then I get to have anal sex with her that night. Holy shit. <laughs> that was a joke. Not All right, what do you... <laughs> um, this one... Uh... Okay. I would say this one I would put between number two... Take another drink, come on. That wasn't... This is your last one. Take a good drink of that I'm one. starting to get a little... <laughs> I'll bet you are. <laughs> and see the reason this works it wouldn't work if both of us were drinking heavily but because I'm going to be in control of the show afterwards don't worry that it's going to turn this into this one drink. is rough this is a rough vodka rough. I would put this okay. okay here's my vote I would okay. say this is the worst okay well hold on okay worst Okay. This one is the best, right? That's the second one I tasted, right? Yeah, best. Okay. Okay. Then the last three are kind of... But what did you think about the last one? Why don't you stay on that? You called it rough. Yeah, the last one was rough. I would say... The worst and the best. The other three are kind of like... <laughs> wow. Sorry. It's okay. Maybe I'll like bleep that burp out. <laughs> Make it a little bit more comfortable to listen to. The last three, honestly, I would have to like test side by side because right. they have the kind of the same level of aftertaste that's kind of nasty. Okay, so we have our worst and our best. Why don't you take a, a brief sip of yeah, those three? Yeah, let me three. take a bi- brief sip. And our music just ended on us, okay? So we'll just not put the music on because it's toward the end. Brief sip. Okay, that was... um. Mm. Okay. Okay, that was the big shot glass. That's how it's noted on my sheet here. Ugh. Hey, what do you think about the big shot glass in comparison to this one? We need that music back on. It's about the same. Those are tied. Okay, those are tied. Very interesting. Those are about all tied. Okay, about all tied. All right, well, I'll give you the results now. I'll stop the music. And that music was courtesy of me. Thank you very much, me. Way to go, me. <laughs> all right. Jeanette, Ugh. I think that you are you have some marketing uh, influence on your choices here because I'm Belvedere. Bullshit. Belvedere, which you pay top dollar for all yeah. the time, you called rough. Yeah. While you did say it was odorless, it was in your three worst. Oh, and it was you in said the last it, when three. you were drinking it, you said it was your second worst. Uh huh. It's the small shot glass, uh-huh. the last one you took. Oh my gosh. That is by far the most expensive, right? Yeah. Or, okay. Okay. And so, Jeanette, you're a victim of uh, marketing. I'm a victim. The, your favorite one What's is favorite? the absolute. Holy you shit. You the absolute your best. And this that was, was, that was shocking. One that you just said that you yeah, don't that like. Yeah, that I don't really like. Yeah. So, this is all psychological. This and, is so fun. And the Kamchatka. You said was better than the Stolies, which you called the worst. Oh my goodness! And it seems like the Grey Goose was the one that I think I like. You know, it's all influence yeah. of marketing. I'm so wait, sh- which one is this one? That thing is Stolies. This is Stolies. Yeah. What about this one? That is Kamchatka. Whoa. <laughs> Six ninety five. So Grey wow. Goose, you said goes down easy. Uh, not as good as the last one. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah, not as good as the the absolute. Mm-hmm. And then about Kamchatka, you said. 
you said it's kind of rough, which you also said about Belvedere, which is yeah, probably three times the price. They all had the same, like, kind of gross aftertaste. Yeah. Whereas the Absolute, really, actually, I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Well, this give me one so of those. This is so fun. Give me the, uh, you, give you me either one, any one you, you want. You want the Absolute? Sure, yeah, I'll take that. Very interesting. So, Jeanette, how are you feeling now that you took a vodka taste test? I have to take my fleece off. I'm getting kind of hot. Yeah? Yeah. I'm getting a little hot thinking about the anal I'm going to have with you a little later. I feel a little queasy. Again, I was just kidding. (laughs) I'm feeling a little queasy, I gotta admit. So, now that you're... There's more vodka than I wanted in my belly at one time. Yeah, so now do you want to talk about Bin Laden? Yeah. We're going to talk talk about about it. (laughs) I don't know if we want to get right into that. I think we should stay with the good times. Let's, Let's go to some brown phone calls. I have a... I have an instinct that that's a better thing to go into than Osama bin Laden and the fact that he's going to attack us? America's heartland and he's got a really great track record of doing exactly what he says he's yeah. going to do. and we live to... right by Battelle. <laughs> yeah, well, what Jeanette means is that we have a big military research facility called Battelle. Many of you may have heard of it. Yeah, uh, here in Columbus, and it's been said before. I don't, I don't think Osama bin Laden cares about Battelle. I think that... Battelle that had the... an anthrax strain. Yeah, but... You know, anthrax is not really, you know, it's not really capable of, you can't just like release it into the air and, you know what I mean? Like anthrax isn't really like, it's good for male, male attacks, but it's not really as scary as they made it. It was kind of like sensationalism post 911. So you can't let anthrax out in a public place and have people die? Yeah. You need them to like all breathe in this powder. You can't make it a gaseous it's not really considered a weapon of mass destruction, I should say. It's mm. not like sarin gas that you could like release on a subway, as far as I know. Mm. But anyway, we're not talking about that right now. We're going to do some brown phone calls, and then we'll get to that later. Here's our new awesome brown phone caller. I mean, we've talked about some other people have a real handle on brown phone calls, but this guy's got his own style. We played one last week, and here's one of the two remaining. Yeah, on your last podcast, Don and Drew, y'all made a couple—I mean, I'm sorry— Oh, <laughs> and Jay, y'all made, had this song. You played a little joke on the viewers. He just got off the phone turn with down their radio Or turn up their radio and blast it. And you played this song about the person in the car being gay. <laughs> Isn't that homophobic nonsense? Um, made up some excuse about it being, uh, wasn't exactly, wasn't a, the same as some homophobe talking about gay jokes because you were in fact making fun of homophobe being a homophobe but isn't that just a rationalization why is it okay for you to make gay jokes but it's not okay for some gay bashing fool to make gay jokes that's a very good point well one of the reasons is that Jeanette has had plenty of gay sex in her life yes I have and the other reason is um well I don't know <laughs> <laughs> The reason is basically that that we tried it with other things like stupid and gay was the only thing that was funny. And yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I guess we could have done retarded, but that just doesn't go into it's not a song funny. very it's not well. Funny. Like the yeah. guy in this car is retarded. Yeah, it's just not as funny. It's not funny. But what is funny is someone that would be embarrassed by someone screaming that they're embarrassment. Which I wouldn't that. be embarrassed. I would just be like I would just laugh, you yeah. know? But I wouldn't be embarrassed if other people heard that going on in my car. I would just be, I would just think it was funny. Drink your vodka. <laughs> right, that was Jeanette's drunken rationalization to justify the rationalization. 
unless, of course, you are saying it is okay for everybody to make gay jokes, then I won't blame you. But if you're no. supposed to be liberals that you say you are, I no. think that's kind of hypocritical because it's just easy to just go there and say, oh, you're gay, you're gay. That is true, uh, that's sir. That's all I wanted to say on that subject. Oh, yeah, and uh, as far as uh, the podcast survey and all that stuff, you said. Yes. What do you say? He just wishes that we would quit bugging people about it, oh. but he will do it. Oh, okay. Well, so thank you. We appreciate it because then we'll we can shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, I'd feel bugged too. I mean, like, honestly, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, ha- I hate it, but the, you that's know, why we hate to do it. Here's the thing: the last two weeks, I'm doing this freelance project with my sister, and basically web design, which I can do and I used to do more often, and now I just. I've realized that I hate it mm-hmm. and I don't have to do it at my job anymore, mm-hmm. even though I used to have to do a little bit about that. And I just hate doing stuff after I've worked my 40 hours. Yeah. And I think that these pod track ads eventually could get me to the point where I really don't have to do anything beside my job and the show. And podcasting. And, yeah. And that's right where we want to be. I yeah. mean, well, ideally, we'd love to do this as our job, but second best would be... Um, just to not have to do anything other than podcasting. If I do it for that idiot, Matt Henson or Tim Henson, if I could do it for him, then I could do it for you guys. It's the least I could do um, as a viewer. And uh, I'll do the pod survey, and I'll also vote for you on Podcast Alley. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, goodbye for now. See? Uh, take it easy. Yeah, I'm leaving another, another message. Okay, I'm going to go on to his my next last one. one. And I called y'all Don and Drew. And they're not Don and Drew. No. Uh, TK and J show. Yeah. Jeanette, I was listening to all your old podcasts, and um, and one of them, she said something about D.L. She didn't like his um, humor because <laughs> oh, no. his race humor was tired because he said, like, making up. Okay, what am I missing? <laughs> I'm like. I'm like totally not on. I basically said that I don't like Deal Hughley's humor because oh, okay. it's right. like he pulls the race card too much. Okay. And you know what? There are a lot of other comedians that do the exact well, actually, same thing. Carlos Mencia actually does a similar thing as well as uh, George Lopez. Well, your problem is basically with Hispanic comics because you think Hispanic comics especially are just totally about yeah. that and like, they're all about like yeah hey Baco and know, it's always it's like my like, dad sounds like this yeah, and my hey, mom's like, yeah. you know and it's always like my dad is like fucking eating go. tacos yeah. all the time you know and yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know it's just how many times can you do that well how do you explain the fact that you need a taco every day in order to survive <laughs> that's besides the point about black people go to white neighborhoods because cops will stop them and white neighborhoods, and yeah, that's why we know that that's all tired, and we know that cops don't stop black people ever because they're black. We know that. What? Yeah. He's being sarcastic. So that's okay. tired humor. But when that when that stuff stops happening, when cops stop um, stopping black people in neighborhoods just because they're black, mm-hmm. then maybe DL Hughes would stop something those uh, Once again, the show. And speaking of Don and Drew, uh, I wanted to come. Jeanette, uh, I love your voice. You got a great a little girl voice. I like that little girl voice. And uh, the difference between you and other hosts with little girl voice, like or Don and Drew, is that other hosts they try to accentuate it. They try to m- make their voice even more squeakier, which is annoying. And they also do stupid terms, huh. which I don't have any right now off the top of my head, but they all say 
just to try to make themselves look cuter and yeah. and I feel like you talk like an adult yet you have that little girl voice which makes it even better. Wow. And I'll talk to y'all next time. Like I said, I'm gonna fill out the pod track survey. <laughs> I think he's jacking off right now. No you don't use it. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much, sir, Jeanette. Uh, some people have it and some people don't, and you definitely oh my have gosh. it, sister. Now, see, that guy is a fantastic brown phone caller, and I wish that... <laughs> I wish. Well, now you like him. No, I always liked him. Okay. Oh, come on. No, it was just like before I was talking about how great a brown phone caller he was, and you were saying I didn't hear the call, because I and didn't now, hear the call. Now he gives you like an intense compliment, No. And all of a sudden, the now reason, that guy... No. No, go ahead. The reason I think he's a great brown phone caller, and I will now tell you, is because he actually listens to the show and analyzes it. He's not like... He analyzes it? Wow, you really want some ass tonight, <laughs> don't you? I thought you just said analyze. I'm Am sorry. I going to have to pull out my enema? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he, he actually now analyzes... Now you've turned my aggression and... <laughs> Everything into I the thought shame. that would, I thought that would shame you into yeah, submission. Okay. Um, he really analyzes the show. So his comments about our use of the term "gay" and whether you know we're actually promoting, we're actually being hypocrites, and then his analysis of my D.L. Hughley comment is that's the kind of stuff I like. I don't want people to agree with everything that we say. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Getting some food for thought. Yeah. Yeah, my name's Pete. I'm calling because I'm fucking drunk, man. Drunk. (laughs) Damn bars since uh, Tuesday, and I'm fucked up. Been drinking. Been drinking a lot of shit, man. Turpentine. Just fucked up shit. Uh, I don't know turpentine. And I got this monkey. I feel you, sir. Right next to me. And he's he's drinking more than I am. What? And I got a I got a guy with a wooden leg. He's <laughs> kicking the monkey. I think the monkey's getting pissed and getting ready to fucking throw down on this oh old goodness. guy, man. And and I'm fucked up. And I didn't know who else to call because I <laughs> I was just you know I didn't know. And, and I remember this song. <laughs> And, and it had a number on it. And this was your number, so that's why I called. So, so brown phone, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I've hey, s- PKNJ. Hey there. Sorry, go ahead. I had something sad to say about monkeys. Okay. So I was watching Globe Trekker, and it was about southern Thailand. Uh-huh. And there was a um, scientist who had, like, this rehab center for gibbons. Gibbons, the monkeys. Yes. Um, and Jeanette is a zool- zoological, <laughs> zoological, zoological. Wonder. Yeah. Jeanette um, ended up at the zoo a lot uh, while her mom was trying to keep her entertained as a toddler and like into her early adolescence. Yeah. So she, um, when you go to a zoo with Jeanette, it's like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> how do you know what an okapi is? Go ahead. Anyway, so... <laughs> I guess gibbons are common in southern Thailand. Because so, they have a very easy ass to get into with a penis. Yes. So I was just keeping the anal theme going. <laughs> in the red light district in Bangkok, a lot of times they have them in cages and bars and stuff, uh-huh. you know, to attract tourists. Uh-huh. And they get a lot of gibbons, um, you know, that are that are 
I guess they're abused and stuff, and they they rehabilitate them. And there was one that they said was an alcoholic because they would just force feed it alcohol all the time, and now it like literally can't go without it without going gets the DTS and getting stuff. the shakes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Huh. <laughs> oh. Hey, PK and Jay. Hey there, Paul. Hey, Jeanette. Uh, this is Nobilis speaking, and I uh, just have one thing to say about this show that I just listened to, which was your Friday the 13th show, mm. and that is that, um, you know, pussy is my favorite drink, too, so yeah. don't get let that guy get on your nerves. Bye-bye. Pussy is his favorite drink? Uh... Is that yeah, what he said? Yeah, he was saying, you know, I named the show my favorite, the My Favorite Drink Show. Oh. So. Pussy is my favorite drink, too. Yeah. Actually, Actually, it's not my favorite. We never talked about on the show the fact that, like, you're going to Colorado in oh, March. yeah. I'm going to go visit my best friend from high school in Colorado. And, and I, I feel, like, kind of torn because Janet is going to be hanging out among lesbians. Wow. My best friend is a lesbian. Yeah, and all her friends are lesbians, I'm She's sure. She's deeply embedded in I lesbian say, culture. I shouldn't say all her friends are lesbians, but... No, they're all lesbians. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're going to be around a bunch of lesbians around your age and stuff. Yeah. And, and I was just thinking, like, you know, maybe I can get around my head around the fact, like, sharing my girlfriend with other people, I definitely would not be able to share you with men a man. at all. Uh, no, I don't think I could do that either. That's weird. But I'm thinking about giving Jeanette the green light on, you know, if something comes up, then like she has my blessing because I want, you know, she wants something that I cannot give to her. Boobs. Which was, yeah, the boob bib. And I, pussies. I don't have a boob bib. Or a pussy. Somebody did email us and say that the guy, uh, Robert De Niro, wears one in... Um, oh, yeah. In Meet the Fockers. Yeah, and... Robert De Niro's. And therefore, I can't probably patent my boob bib idea, although... I think you still could, because they haven't patented it. Yeah. Pat- patented it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're not going to hold up. <laughs> hey, Paul and Jeanette. This is Adam from Ohio, where we ain't got no good learning here like them uh, Californians do. Oh, Wow. We are oh, Ohioan. In my defense, like it sounds like this guy took a little bit of offense about me saying that Ohio is dumber than California. He took umbrage. I read an article a couple of years ago that we are the eighth dumbest state in the union, and that's really sad because you yeah. know that the top seven are in the South. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Look, I just wanted to give you a call. And- what? It's just facts, sir. Okay? <laughs> we just take this from facts. <laughs> facts? Facts. Facts. Cold, hard facts. Speaking of cold and hard, mm. <laughs> and tell you about, or uh, actually tell Jeanette about the guy, the guy Paul was talking about, the gay porn guy mm-hmm. uh, that infiltrated the White House. Oh yeah! If you check out uh, the Daily Show Jeff website, Gannon. they may have something about him because they did a couple of shows on him, mm. and it yeah, it was pretty funny. I know I don't know if he was a hooker or you know whatever, but I know he had a porn site. And uh, so John Stewart really ripped into him. That was pretty good. And also, I think uh, Paul missed an opportunity here to, uh, he could have visited the Xena, Xenos, Xeno Warrior cult site, whatever it is. <laughs> and Xeno um, Warrior maybe princess. infiltrated them and got some information yeah. on that. So you should definitely look into that. I think that would be interesting. Maybe we should go All undercover. Right. You guys do a great job. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I've still got some contacts in the Xenos world. Yeah. Although they all hate me because they all knew I secretly hated them, but I guess not so secretly. 
Okay, let's not be quite so antagonistic towards Xenos. Let's remember that Xenos is not a cult. Oh, of course not. No. Christian social club. Yes, it's just uh, good Christians wanting to get together. Maybe we could get Jim Anderson to infiltrate a cult for us. Hmm. Now that would be good. Yeah, I think he'd be up for it. Well, (laughs) I just want to see. Then this douche came up to me. It was like, and then, the, and then this other slut came up. <laughs> this fucking whore. <laughs> then we could have then I bedded this fucking whore. She was all talking to me about fucking Jesus while I was banging her in the ass. It was awesome. I think. <laughs> Look, I just want to take the time right now to mention that. We do not condone getting your news from The Daily Show, because I know we're going to fucking get some emails about that. Jeanette. But, <laughs> obviously, they have to do their research if they're going to be a credible news comedy show. And I just want to say, aren't you guys um, happy for me that Jeanette is not an angry drunk, but a happy drunk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's always very bubbly and, why am and happy. I, why would I be angry? Hey, it's time for a PK and J. I'm never angry present other variations other variations usually come from the oh. other paper but in this case they come from sean lennon publishing a want ad or what do you call it a classified celebrity other paper variations yeah, so let's get on with it sean lennon wants to celebrate the new year with a new girlfriend here are his requests Any girl who is interested must simply be born female and be between the ages of 18 and 45. They must have an IQ above 130 and they must be honest. They must not have any clinical, physical, or psychological disorders, a kind heart, and be clearly beautiful. But beauty on the inside is more important. But no deformities, third legs, or fifth nipples. So, uh, there we go. (laughs) Okay. Anybody who is... Beautiful, has an IQ of above 130, and has no fifth nipples, may apply. That's what he said, too. Good luck with that. Yeah. So, I mean, Sean... <laughs> Good luck Le- trying to find a smart, hot girl. I feel, ba- <laughs> I feel bad for Julian Lennon. Sean Lennon is basically like the son of Yoko and John. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Yes, he is. Okay, so Julian Lennon was John Lennon's first marriage. Julian Lennon is the bastard child now. No, he wasn't a bastard child, but... That's how he. Yeah. Oh, okay. Received. I see what you mean. Yeah, I feel really bad for him. He's scratched out of history. Yeah. He's been snubbed. Yeah, I think. Uh, Fucking Yoko. I'm I sorry. really like Yoko. I think maybe we've talked about this before, I but know. if you pick up the sometime in New York City mm-hmm. double CD, the first CD's got two awesome Yoko tracks on it. Oh and, yeah, they're really awesome. And also in Buffalo Bill, when mm-hmm. when she says, you know, it's like. He went out tiger hunting with his elephant and gun. And then she's like, in case of accident. Yeah, that's definitely great. Mom- <laughs> I don't know. She was cute. And and she blew his mind. She blew John Lennon's mind. She, um, she blew his dick. She prompted him to uh, release some of the most, what I want to say, the most beautiful, beautifully written songs. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit tipsy now, too, after drinking this straight vodka. See? Maybe we should just end the show. No, come on. No? no? I mean, we've already recorded. Like, We're like to our new limit. Can I do one more thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is a very interesting article that Vibeen sent to me. And it's about undressing yourself and how you can tell 
what kind of personality you have or what kind of person you are by the way you undress. Okay. And I'll just preface this with uh, the fact that I'm very dissatisfied with the way I undress. I usually just throw things by the time I'm ready for actual sleep or, you know, mm-hmm. getting rid of the stuff that I slept in in order to get into the stuff that I'm going to wear. Right. I'm usually in a rush in both cases to get to the next thing, which is either going to bed or go to work. Right. So I tend to just throw things on the floor and then throw your clothes willy nilly. Yeah. And I know when I have my shit together and I'm Mm -hmm. doing stuff right, when I'm actually hanging out my clothes or putting them in drawers, when I'm done with them, then I feel really like that's when I'm at my best, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. Exhibiting my A game. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Go ahead. I, it, again, it depends on time. Uh Uh-huh. So if I'm in a rush, yes, I will throw them on the floor, which is usually Monday through Friday. Okay. If I have some time, then you'll notice that maybe I'll take off my shirt and I'll just like, you know, I'll have something to do and I'll come in your room and I'm topless, <laughs> but I still have my pants on or I'll I'll have do, you know, take a phone call or something like that. Because your closet is in my room. And I'm half dressed, Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so sometimes I walk around half dressed. Okay. And then other times, <laughs> yes, I just throw my clothes on the floor. All right. Okay, that was that was very cogent. Go ahead. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> you do? Yes. Baby, I love you so much. No anal for you. I love you so much. <laughs> if you throw your clothes all over the place, you are a friendly life of the party type. You are free with your thoughts and opinions, not caring much about what others think of you. Okay. If you remove each piece of clothing and put it away carefully, you are a serious person who likes her life to be very calm, her or his. You are comfortable with routine and you believe that the best way to deal with life's problems is to prevent them in the first place. Stick up your ass. If you take off the shirt and then 10 minutes later get around to the pants, you are an extremely self-confident person. You are naturally bright and intellectual. You are also a deep thinker. Who loves to ask questions and ponder ponder the meaning of things. If you get out of your clothes as quickly as possible, you're concerned about others and what they expect from you. But you're worried most about your own needs. Hmm. If you take off your rings, earrings, necklace, watch, etc. before anything else, you are a warm and sensitive person. You are considerate and thoughtful and you give good advice to your friends. If you don't have an undressing routine... And you never do it the same way twice. You are a very curious and interesting person. You enjoy a broad range of activities and you take risks and enjoy fun and adventure. You are very sociable. Hmm. So I guess I'm a cool dude. Yeah, but you think bringing your A game is putting a stick up your ass. (laughs) Okay, so I have like a distorted sense of what makes me a good person. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Okay. And Vibin says that there's no one way that she really takes her clothes off. If she's near the hamper, she'll toss her clothes in. If not, then she'll just throw them on the floor. So she sounds like a very exciting and fun person. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I want to mention uh, really quick before it gets too far in the past. Uh, George Clooney, Abramoff's dad, Jack Abramoff's dad bashes <laughs> Clooney's ridiculous attack, okay? This is great. Um, this is from the... Palm Springs, California, Desert Sun. Oh, boy. The father of controversial Washington lobbyist Jack Abramoff is responding to actor George Clooney for what he's described as a glib and ridiculous attack on his son. Frank Abramoff, in a letter addressed to Clooney and sent to the Palm Springs Desert Sun Thursday, 
said he was watching the Golden Globes Monday night when Clooney, during his acceptance speech for Best Supporting Actor, thanked Jack Abramoff just because and made a comment about the lobbyist's name. So apparently George Clooney was like, thank you, Jack Abramoff, just because. A little bit glibly, I would agree with that. But, you know. What else did he say, though? George Bush, our most glib. I wouldn't call it glib. George Bush, our dumbest president ever. He's smug. Yeah, has done quite a few. so smug. Okay, who cares? Okay. Who would name their kid Jack with the last words off at the end? (laughs) (laughs) Who would name their kid Jack with the last words off at the end of your last name? Obviously an idiot. No wonder that guy is screwed up, okay? Saying about Jack Abramoff's father. Clooney said during the internationally televisioned televised awards show in the letter (laughs) in the letter frank abramoff furiously defends the name saying his son is named after frank's father in the two-page letter he calls clooney's act a lapse in lucidity (laughs) and an obscene query former gop lobbyist abramoff admitted bribing public officials and defrauding his american indian clients of millions of dollars in a telephone interview with the desert sun thursday morning frank abramoff said clooney was quote an idiot and described the actions as pure unadulterated stupidity you want to make fun? <laughs> and then I will do Jack Abramoff's voice for my approximation of it. And I'll try to be as clear as possible while maintaining the comical element of my impersonation. You want to make fun, you can do that. But you can't make fun of someone else's hardships and misery. We've gone through quite a bit, our family. But the political end of it and the media end of it. And all the other areas are one thing. When you see something like that on a show for 500 million people, it was not only a slap in my son's face, but in my father's. Oh, shit. That was Frank Ab- That was That must have been Jack Abramoff. Shit. <laughs> Frank All right, Abramoff. fuck this. I'm spending too much time on this. It's Frank Abramoff. No, that was Frank. Why, yeah, why was Frank. Fa- oh, his father's name was Jack. Okay. Yes, yes. Jack Abramoff jacked me off. Okay, so you want to hear the letter in Frank Abramoff's voice, or you think it's going to be too long? It's too long. I thought you were just going to give us the highlights. Yeah, (laughs) I'll just I'll just pick a random paragraph and read that. Pick the good one where he's like asking him what. Right, it's just like the average like old guy stuff that you say to like because you think you're offending. Dude, something. it's hilarious. I'll just read the last paragraph. Oh, one wonders how your father would respond were the rules reversed. One wonders whether your children would delight in someone lampooning your name and besmirching your reputation. You, sir, I added the sir. <laughs> you have brought yourself to a low unparalleled by the greats of your profession. He mentions earlier, like, you know, all these guys are, like Rock Hudson. <laughs> I don't know who he meant. Rock Hudson. Shame. Shame on you. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's a... So, uh, apparently... In quid- the fashion of Charlton Heston. Yeah, so apparently bribes are not a shame on a person. Bribes for no. quid pro quo legislation. No. That's not a shame on a person. This guy is worried about someone making fun of him, yes. of his name. His name, who he's worked so hard. So let's play a new game, Jeanette. It's a great. quiz game. You want to play a quiz game? I thought that we were gonna, we were done. Yeah, we're almost done, but we're going to play a quiz game. Oh, I love this. Are right, you ready? Yeah. Jeanette? Yes? I'm going to ask you... Um, a question, and you're going to try to respond, and I'll tell you if you're right or not, okay? Okay. 
Now the question is, what is hurting America more? Giving millions of dollars to Congress people in order for them to legislate based on the people that gave you the money. Special let me let me interests. ask that again. Right? Mm-hmm. Or making fun of a person's name, thereby perhaps offending that person's grandfather. Mm. Dead grandfather. Right, dead grandfather. Mm. I think the dead grandfather would be much more offended. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's all I have to say. And with that, we're going to go to our new... Ah, yes. Winding down. Yeah. We want to thank all the people that made this possible. The people that manufactured the vodka that we wet our whistles with. Yes. I'm going to continue wetting my whistle. We want to thank... um, Then I'm going to wet you. We want to thank Jack Abramoff just because. Just because. Why not? And PK and J Show listeners, I just want you to join me in a thank God for alcohol. Yeah. Have some good anal tonight, folks.